Hi, welcome back to another episode of LTTK. Let's toast to knowledge with Olola Day. How is everybody doing? Well, in today's episode, we are going to an African country. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Ghana. And for this, I have two amazing guests of mine, Lydia and Jacob. So, Jacob and Lydia, can you please introduce yourself? Okay, so I'm Lydia Nante Shikwakupum. And as Lola said, I'm Ghanaian. And can you already hear the Ghanaian accent? We're going to get there. <laughs> We're going to get there. So, Jacob, introduce yourself. Okay, so I'm also um, Jacob Kinsley Amua and I come from the southern part of Ghana. Um, okay, Lydia, where do you come from? South, north, east, west? Also south, but um, I'm from the greater Accra region. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm Ghan, G-A Ghan. Um, the Ghans are from the greater Accra region. That's uh-huh. the capital of Ghana. So. Okay. Accra? Yes, Accra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Um, Lydia, when you were introducing yourself, you said Nanteshi. Nanteshi. Yes, that yes. name is so beautiful to, to oh, listen to. I, I don't know, like, I really like the sound of it. What does it mean? Um, mm, okay, so Na is um, like a queen ah. in my tribe. Now we have Na, we have me. Na is like a queen. Uh-huh. And then Nanteshi is the last female bonds of my family. So uh, when you hear Nanteshi, everyone knows that it's the last female born of the family. Okay, so queen, so the last born queen of exactly. the Kwakupom family. family. Yes. Mm, so Kwakupom. Don't ask me. <laughs> because I don't actually know. I know it's just a family name. You don't know the meaning. I don't know the meaning. Okay, yes. so it's allowed. Jacob Amwa. Jacob is a biblical name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Kingsley is also English. Yeah, I think um, I wouldn't say a problem, but an influence which is mainly rooted in my tribe has to do with these names and stuff mm-hmm. because where i come from capos for example was one of the first place um, the europeans Colonized. came to when they were on the shores of africa mm-hmm. and so you see there's a lot of this european influence mm-hmm. and so we are used to you know giving ourselves all these european names yeah <laughs> You find, so you find someone <laughs> being called Davidson, uh-huh. Peterson, and mm-hmm. you know all those British yeah. kind of names. So and you don't have to blame me. It's, yeah, it's no, not my fault. Of yeah. course, it's not your fault. <laughs> but, but although then, I do have a local name, mm-hmm. but even with that, it just has to do with um, the day in which you were born. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes there are some um, additions to the name, which you know gives more of a cultural meaning. But yeah. Already, you have about three English names already, so mm-hmm. you don't need, you don't want to have more names. Mm-hmm. Uh, so usually we take out the local ones. You are only referred to in the house. And, now, wow, yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit bad because I guess in some sort of way the Western influence is kind of overshadowing even the cultural realities in the aspect of naming because this one that you have two english names your first and middle name is english or biblical which is i mean european and all of that let's not talk about how you know christianity came to africa but now the name that you have that is cultural has also kind of been watered down yeah exactly. so what's the name Pakwisi. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was almost going to say that's been doited. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean, please? 
Yeah, and um, that's why I said um, basically it's name given to uh, a Sunday born. Okay, so but Sunday you, born. Usually, mm-hmm. usually you have um, so maybe how could you see something there's a certain mm-hmm. name to it. You see, okay. but you see, be, also because of this foreign influence, mm-hmm. you know, we feel those names are too local, and yeah, so even even it's... the park we see somewhat shorten it to Kwe see. I've heard people bear Kwe you know, the so spelling, right? yeah, mm-hmm. uh, some, sometimes it could be. You see, ah, so we try okay. to shorten it and we try to, you know, make it look more mm-hmm. cool, <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, so Lydia, yes. describe Ghana in three words. Um, peaceful, mm-hmm. very very peaceful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second would be we are very cool, calm. I didn't know till I traveled. Cool, calm. That's two words. Cool as a <laughs> interchangeably. Okay. I didn't know it so much till I traveled, and I realized we are so different from people. Mm. We are actually very calm and reserved. I know I'm not calm and reserved but when I meet other people from Ghana here in Germany here in Germany other Afri- Africans Africans like, yes you want to shade Nigeria because no no no, no. <laughs> I've, met, I've met a lot <laughs> I mean I've met a lot of Africans so mm-hmm. um I, I realized that we are actually reserved I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing because maybe sometimes you want to stand up for yourself mm-hmm. but maybe you are actually scared mm-hmm. and and I think we like people Aww. yeah so nice. So let me. Usually, the foreigners who come to Ghana, we are we are all over them. Like we 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 kind of make them feel at home, regardless of your race. Mm-hmm. We like we make them feel at home. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So loving, reserved, and peaceful. Peaceful. Right? Yes. Good. Jacob, do you agree? Yeah, I I do agree. Mm-hmm. Ghana is a place also with um, a very diverse culture mm-hmm. and. You know, there's very high tolerance amongst the people. Okay. Yeah, and even amongst um, the religious fractions, you know, we've coexisted very peacefully mm-hmm. and, you know, very beautiful people yeah. back home. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've met two other Ghanaians here in Germany and they're really cool. Okay, so I'm switching it up a little bit. What is the most popular thing that Ghanaians are known for? What is Ghana especially known for? I mean, you didn't see it coming, right? Came through like, <laughs> <laughs> so think about it for a little um, bit. What is Ghana known for, especially? I think Ghana is mostly known for our participation in soccer, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go outside, you know, a lot of people do remember Ghana as one of these, you know, big football African giants, you know. Yeah, yeah because, <laughs> oh, I mean, over the past, you know, major world tournament, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, Ghana has done really well until recently, you know, recently, mm-hmm. you know, recently everything is down. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I think aside, I mean, when it comes to sport, that's it. And also in politics, I mean, Someone like Kwame Nkrumah ah, makes Kwame. Ghana really, you know, known Famous, worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Lydia, 
I have a question for you. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about food, babe. <laughs> Wait, no, let me change the narrative okay. because I kind of feel like because I said Lydia, let's talk about food. It's kind of reinforcing the stereotype that women are supposed to cook. So, Jacob, we will get to that. Jacob <laughs> let's talk about food. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. What's the common food or the most common food eaten in Ghana? Well, with, with, with that, I cannot say outright that this specific food is you know mostly eating throughout Ghana but I mean if it's been based on numbers and mm-hmm. then we would say because the accounts are the largest mm-hmm. you know we usually like what we call the fufu mm-hmm. and one one fascinating thing about Ghana is that although we have food specific to certain tribes, tribes. and cultures yeah. you know it, it is everywhere mm-hmm. so you find um, food um, attributed to the north being eaten by people in the south for example when you come to where i come from cape coast Mm -hmm. we eat a lot of gankinki that's coming from leeds side although we also have lydia you tell me about (laughs) gankinki although we also have our own homemade kinky you know kinky. we also prefer to you know taste what's on the other ah, side also it, wait you said gan kinky and so we have gan. fancy kinky ah, yeah. that was really cool yeah, yeah, yeah. it just occurred to me so, ah, and lydia is from gang <laughs> i think some of the prominent foods i can give you is um wachi ah, <laughs> People, there's you know, this song, I think it's Mad Over You by Ron Town. Yeah, Ron Town. Ron Town I actually legit thought Ron Town was a Ghanaian artist. I googled him yesterday, I said I was born in Nigeria. He's Nigerian. Yeah, he, he was Nigerian. He was Nigerian. He's Nigerian. He is. Sorry. <laughs> 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 he changed his nationality. Ah, that song is mad. Maybe I should search for it and put it. <laughs> but you can continue talking. Talking about Yeah, so um, watching mm-hmm. Love, there's some PC, Tuzafi, Kinky. I mean, there's a lot. You're making me hungry. Yeah, please. there's a lot. Oh. When I said Jollof, Jollof, <laughs> for people who don't know, there's always this argument about Nigerian versus Ghanaian Jollof. And I really don't know what you guys think, but I've tasted Ghanaian Jollof. Lydia cooked that for me last week, I think, and I really enjoyed it. I found it really, really nice. But 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 i cannot say <laughs> that anyone is better i think there's a taste that is in the Ghanaian jollof that i cannot find in nigerian jollof which is not to say nigerian jollof is not good it's also very delicious but there's that scent i don't know what it is maybe it's part of the ingredients that you used to cook it but i think i cannot really say which one is better they are both delicious and all you will enjoy both of them now let's talk about language while I'm still no before before that I think I want to play this song <laughs> Mad Over You by Ron Town because I want to hear the the Wache <laughs> Ah <laughs> Wache Wache <laughs> That's where I wanted to get to. Wache and Shito. Hmm. Oh, wow. Food is very fascinating though. But let's stop talking about food because I'm hungry. <laughs> language. Lydia. Mm-hmm. What is the language spoken in the official language in Ghana? 
and then the should I say the other languages, the common languages in Ghana? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the official language is English. Mm -hmm. Sadly, <laughs> because I, know, right? I would have loved for a local language to be our official language. But the most popular spoken language is the tree language. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> the Akans are the majority in Ghana, so yeah. their language is everywhere. And they are also everywhere, hmm. like, especially when you come to Greater Accra region. Greater Accra region is the most diverse region ever. Hmm. Everyone is there, but most especially there are cancers, so many there. Mm. So even in Accra, we are supposed to be speaking Gan, but usually the Gan language is spoken in specific hoods, like the typical Gan areas, but everyone speaks tree. Everyone speaks okay. tree. Yes. Okay, so that tree. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just confess here. Lydia and Jacob have tried their very best to help me to pronounce this thing called tree, but I never get it. I'm giving up. Like, there's something about the accent. I don't know. It's something about my tongue. It cannot just sound right. But please, what does that language sound like? We'd love to hear it. So can you give me um, an introduction of what your house looks like? Introduce, like, describe your house and all the compartments in tree. Oh, okay. <laughs> Describing my house in Chi. Um, let me just describe where I live in Chi. Okay. <laughs> That's better. Okay. Yes. That's cool. So, um, Mete Amasaman. Mete Eben, um, Asori, and Mifi and so. And Shadanya Bansro, but I kind of a Bansro. A Sansu, a boon. Maybe I shall know how you're doing here, actually. Dindin. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I'm a Jacob, please can you translate exactly that in English? It will be hard. It will be hard. Yes. Okay, she says she lives at Amasama. She lives closer to a church. Okay. Her house is um, a story building, not really a story building. Yeah, basically that. And it's green. And it's green. Ah. And it's in a quiet environment. In a quiet environment. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say I've heard tree before. So I'm sorry I can't pronounce it. But it's working. No problem. <laughs> but yeah, it does sound fascinating, to be honest. Would you say it's a complicated language? Is it a language that is easy for people to... I, I think, I personally, I don't know about other Ghanaians, but I personally think of all the languages in Ghana, the three languages in place language mm. to learn, yes. I okay, think maybe that's so. also why it's yes. spoken by... Yes, it's very, very simple. And usually when people come to the country, it doesn't take long for them to catch some one or two words. As compared to Ga, Eve, the other languages, yes, they are quite complicated. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, an icebreaker question for you. What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, Jacob? I think with that, it depends. <laughs> yeah. Jacob is complicated. Yeah, ideally, ideally, mostly. Check your phone. Because Jacob really likes football, so if you tell me you wake up to check what's the latest on the football, yeah, yeah, uh -huh. I mean, uh -huh. that's also I do, yeah, yeah. So have people answered the question for you, <laughs> Lydia? How about you? It's so embarrassing. The first thing I do is to use the washroom, <laughs> and I spend like one hour there. Like 
I don't think it's embarrassing. Many people do that. I do that as well. I use the toilet first thing. Yes, I feel like whenever I wake up, my bladder is so full, full and yeah. I just have to go to the washroom. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the so, first thing. Oh, if you were advising someone like me to visit Ghana, where should I go? What should I do when I go to Ghana, Lydia? I think I would advise you. That's some of the things I was not able to do when I was in Ghana. I think I'll advise you to check the historical places. Mm. Yes, I think they carry a lot of meaning to our African culture. Mm-hmm. There are so much emotions and all that. So I think that's the first thing I would want you to do to get in touch with the history. Mm-hmm. Like visit museums, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean his oh his region where he's from is Cape Coast. Cape Coast yeah. is full of historical places. I can imagine, like, because I think that's where this um, slave Yes. Um, trading took yes. place. Yes, you go to um, yeah. the Elmina Castle, the Cape Coast Castle, mm-hmm. where those places you find the dungeons where they kept our ancestors, and it's very emotional when you go there. You would you would cry definitely. You would cry, and the door of no return. Where when you enter, you know you are not seeing the like the day. And I I had so many stories, and I think. For we Africans, I mean, everyone can go there, but I think it will mean more for an African to visit there. So, I think everybody should actually go there. Yes. Well, like, if you're European and you're listening to, to, to us right now and you want to visit Ghana, for example, you should go there. You should see what life was like so that you can be able to appreciate where we've come yes. and you can be even more um, aware and open to exactly. receiving foreigners or you know just living peacefully and coexisting with people regardless of where they come from i think it's something that should definitely happen and i think right now i want to add that i notice i don't know personally for me I, ca- I kind of find that in my country we're not very adventurous like we're traveling and seeing new places like me now if i'm going to look at my own life i can count how many states of nigeria i have been to i don't know if it's it's the same for you we don't really travel as much we just stay where they give birth to us and then we only travel i'm speaking for myself and i think quite a number of people who are like me too you know they just are not very adventurous and if i compare that to an average european here or an average german a german likes to travel they they like vacation they like to visit new places find out things and all of that so maybe you guys want to speak about it is that how it is in your families as well definitely personally i i don't think it's even a nigerian thing. i i i i generally think it's an african yeah, thing i think until we travel outside like for instance my family my dad sorry dad he doesn't want you to go out because he's scared he, he kind security. of yes security no like i mean it's i think it's just an african thing so the only places i've traveled are the only places i went to school mm. like because i went to school outside Accra, mm-hmm. like both my senior high school and my university and those were the only places i traveled to so and visiting jake in his region but i don't go on a excursion like i'm going for a tour it doesn't really happen on unless a school organizes something mm-hmm. but when you come here you realize it's very very diverse they're always traveling to their neighboring countries mm-hmm. and all that which is nice and now i want to be that kind yeah yeah i really want to be that outgoing Good person yeah. same here for me jacob do you agree um i think it's also down to 
sorry we get to the politics side but it's all part of culture no it's okay. i think i think it's down to you know the environment and the system because over here traveling to neighboring countries have been made very easier for them true you see mm-hmm. a german can get up any day he or she wants to book a ticket fly to france yeah, because true, with their Schengen visa. Group. Exactly. Yeah, see, true, that's true. Even in Africa, although something similar has been implemented, you see, there's really no motive for you to, you know, travel from one African country to the other. Mm. You see, and also, because we live in a survival-driven system, I mean, to find you, you wake up in the morning, <laughs> you wake up in bread. the morning, you have no water to bath, mm. there's no light, mm. You are thinking of what to eat yeah but over here i mean over here once you are 18 you are assured of secu- um, you are sorry you are assured of securing a job mm-hmm. which is going to give you enough money for you to take care of yourself mm-hmm. that is why over here when someone is 18 their legal agent they decide to break away from their families they are they survive perfectly yeah but in africa we can it's very hard it's for us so to different. do that True. so 30 years 35 until you are married you know we feel you know parents have because mm-hmm. less cause you yeah. are not working and all so i think it plays a part i mean actually not when, just a part when our basic needs part. are being taken care of yeah. then now i can think of traveling. traveling i can think of exploring my environment yeah. because I don't have to worry about food and mm-hmm. I'm going to buy a time mm-hmm. because the Cape Coast castle, the castle is in Cape Coast, you see. But even for me, born and having um having lived about 20-22 years of my life all in Cape Coast, I haven't been to the castle more than five times. Imagine. I mean I could go to areas around the castle, mm-hmm. but I never go inside. You see, because your your attention is focused on something which you personally think it's more important than, you know, because going to see the castle, I can use that time to, you know, do something which I think would end me a little Money. something. But Money. over here, someone can take a month or two months vacation just to travel, you know. Travel the world. So, uh, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. And I just want to add that even those who have security who have you know money don't even travel within their country like within to the different states to explore what is there instead it's to london and that is why to I'm america saying, to canada you know that's why i say i say it's 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 all part of environment yeah you see i mean Truth to be told, I mean, truth to be told, I mean, mm-hmm. let's let's leave fact bay. Okay. You know, let's leave fact. You want to go there? All you right. See, let's see. go. <laughs> the state in which Africa is right now, mm. it's not the best. Of course, it isn't. Why uh why is every youth in Africa dreaming of being in Europe one day? You see, so it explains why mm. even our leaders would prefer mm. to do what travel to Europe for, for vacation not only vacation, medical Medi- checkup exactly treatment because Surgery. they know that the environment we are in cannot serve that purpose Jacob, I think if we keep going like this we're gonna go uh, on another so tangent you see, just imagine imagine go. jumping from fire to fire ah. you see, so I mean, because when you get to meet people I mean, meeting um, you and of course other Nigerians and all you know, it 
it gives me this impression that you know it's a beautiful place because of the people mm-hmm. so when people say africa is a beautiful place it's because of the people mm-hmm. how we engage with foreign foreigners you know i mean when you are african and you are going to europe you know there's this idea of you know they are going to be cool towards you you are very careful with people but you see i don't think foreigners will travel to africa that they are going to be shunned or oh, no 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 they, they, they are even they are receiving <laughs> exactly they are worshipped you see so you see people taking pictures of them smiling ah no no, no. that's it so Take when off. we really build the environment make it attractive for mm. people to move into then i think we'll be able to solve all these vacation wahala Okay, I think we should take a little break because we've gone on a very, very serious tangent. So we need to relax a little bit. Okay. (laughs) So if you could teach someone anything, anything about Ghana, Lydia, what would it be? I don't know how to make something on Ghana (laughs) or in Ghana. In Ghana, yeah. I could teach you something. I kind of, I don't know. I want to influence, I want to be biased, but... I will, teach, I will teach how to make shiton. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've gone back to food, but like I tasted it last week, just a little taste, and it was really you nice. It. Yeah. I so mean, maybe if you like, like that, I, I could teach you. So teach everybody, like how to make the shiton. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. okay so so <laughs> I mean, so um, I mean, it's everyone and how they okay, it's but there are some basics mm-hmm. so um the m- most um or how do i say the common ingredients are ginger onion garlic um rosemary mm-hmm. some other ingredients i don't know it's in english i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay yes so yes those are the main ingredients mm-hmm. um tin tomatoes shrimp powder Oh, um, and fish powder basically so with your oil hot oil maybe olive oil yeah whatever oil you want Some to flowers, use yes but not no palm no palm nut oil, no palm oil yes okay. so your oil then um when it's hot you you blend your ginger your garlic your onion you blend them then you fry it in the oil for a while Mm-hmm. For it to be a little brown, mm-hmm. yes. Then you add all your spices, mm. the rosemary, the pepper, and the, <laughs> <laughs> the uh-huh. other, the other yeah. ing- ingredients. You add it with your salt. If you want to add your maggi, you mm-hmm. add all the spices. Then you keep on frying. Mm-hmm. Then you add your oh, tomato. It's not tomato puree. You gonna call it in tomatoes? I don't know what okay, it is. So is it like? Is it the the, to, the yeah tomato mark the yes dry yes, yes, okay, yes, okay. yes you add you add just a little you don't add because we, we want the ginger and the other things to be like mm-hmm. and it's a lot it's, it's a, a lot, lot of ginger yes, garlic it's a lot okay then after that you add your chili flakes or your dry pepper mm-hmm. over here the chili flakes is not as hot as home you know yeah, home yes very very hot you add it mm-hmm. and so then when it gets brown you add your um your shrimp powder and your fish powder then you are done then then can you add like beef chicken yes that's if you want to go extra like Mm. i go extra so i cut my uh, my beef into small small pieces Mm. so i i i 
cook that one um then after that i'll fry it before i do the shit off so when i'm done and i transfer the beef the small small beef into, into the sheet yes and then so, eat it with rice yes, or yams Banku is cassava and okay. condo mix. Okay, okay, yes. okay. Banku, leg work. Okay. So if I want to teach you something, I I think I will teach you tree. Tree. Okay. Yes. So it's not even shit on me. I'm just teaching myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. So teach me. No, it's not my how, language. How can I introduce myself in tree? Oh, how do I how do I say my name is Olala Day and I am now here in Germany for now. You say Midindi. Midindi Olala Day. Exactly. Oh, that's great. Midindi Olala Day. Namiwo Germany Cecilia. Namiwo Germany Cecilia. Yes. Namiwo Germany now. It's simple though. Very simple. Midindi. My name is Midindi. Midindi. Yes. Olala und na and na 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 that's how you can relate the first time when you go to Ghana. Okay. Yes, not the food. You just yeah. when you get enter the airport, usually trees everywhere. So okay. for you to get help. Yeah. So Midindi, your uh, name. Yes. Put your name there. <laughs> na. Na. Mewo. Mewo. Germany Cecilia. Mewo. Ghana. Ghana Cecilia. Yeah. 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 Okay. So switching now. Marriage. Let's talk about marriage. And am I permitted to say that both of you are engaged about to get married? <laughs> yes, super excited. So I think both of you will be the best to tell me about marriage. How is marriage seen in Ghana culture, Ghanaian culture, and what's the process like? Jacob. Well, I think um marriage as is seen as part of every society or culture is just one of those cultural phases that um just one of those cultural phases that you would have to go through and i think in ghana basically it's um i wouldn't say the only fractions come in when it has to do with um, the religious aspect because okay. then um, um those who are the muslims they have you know their own traditional, their own traditional marriage, marriage. And on the other side, even with um, the Christians, there are the two marriages mm-hmm. where we have the traditional, traditional. which is the cultural yeah. marriage, and then the church. Mm, see, so we know, know about church. Yes. I think that that's already established from my yeah. previous so episodes. So let's talk about the traditional. The traditional, yeah. yeah. So I think basically it has just like what happens in many other Afri- other African countries. I mean, if a man is interested in a woman. After it has been discussed between them, the in your case, you and Lydia, you both discussed it. Yes, so, so you then, told her I want to marry you. Yes, so okay. then <laughs> the, man, the man's family um, goes to see the woman's family. Mm-hmm. Um, he talk of their intention of you know letting their son mm-hmm. be with your daughter, yeah. and then 
I think there's something they call knocking. knocking. So the knocking has to do with some drink. They do demand some drinks. Um, drinks. Yeah, okay. some little amount of money. Mm-hmm. But, and I think that's where, if we begin to go in depth, that's where there might be differences. Big differences across the tribes. The tribes but yeah. some would ask for other minor minor stuff, mm-hmm. but others don't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, basically that's it. So once it's been agreed between both families, mm-hmm. then plans are being taken on. You know, having the official list sorted out with the bride price and mm-hmm. the money which goes to families and all that. So yeah. once everything is set, you know, the day of the ceremony is scheduled where you know families present the items and you know the man and woman are now being joined together mm-hmm. yeah so that basically that and then how big are the ceremonies the wedding ceremonies does it vary from tribe from family in the tribe or ideally what's the number like well Lydia, what's the number like? <laughs> <laughs> i think it's i think it it's very small on family than tribe for mm-hmm. that one because um, depending on how big your family is or how known your family is, you mm. know. So that's why it's scary for me. It's scary. Thinking... <laughs> because my family is a very, very big family. Oh. <laughs> it's actually really scary. My family is a very, very big family. So um, depending on how known your father or your mom is and all, there is no limit the number there is no limit to the number. calm as you are yes like and when you invite i mean you know africa when you invite one person the person brings the whole family so there is no limit yeah, yeah. so i can imagine that it's also very financially demanding yeah and then what's like age like when it comes to marriage so um age i i think what role are, let me let me rephrase what role does age play or how important is age as a factor for getting married early getting married late do you get my question i think for men and women it differs for men there's kind of no age but i think i mean when you're like 35 and all your families will be saying get married or get married but i think for a female the pressure is more on you Mm -hmm. i've not seen that in my family yeah so i yeah i know of other families and all yes for females you have to get married before in quotes your biological clock is time like because you know so, we are thinking about childbirth so and when all is that, that clock? i think i i personally think before 30. Mm-hmm. i personally think before 30. Mm-hmm. because yes and usually if you go to school after university people are expecting you to get married for a female mm-hmm. but for a male no one even when you get married after university people are thinking you You've gotten married too early, like yeah. for a male. But for a female, it's like when you finish university, you have to get married, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It's not really pressure, pressure, but it's kind of silence pressure. You mm-hmm. know, the society is looking at you, mm-hmm. but you're not saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. I can totally imagine. <laughs> I think it's probably similar to how it is in Nigeria as well. Okay, now let's talk about gender roles since it's kind of related to marriage. After marriage, what are the gender roles in terms of expectation for a woman and for a man? So Jacob, you go first, and then Lydia can add whatever she wants to add. Okay, you know I think um, these gender roles are um, they are basically the same 
as you see throughout the African culture, mm. where we think the man is the superior one in the house mm. and the woman is more of a subject, mm. you know, take care of the children, mm. do the cooking, mm -hmm. do the market, mm -hmm. I go to the job, mm. bring the money, mm -hmm. you know, basically yeah. that's how it is. Yeah. And I would like to see. So, sorry, mm -hmm. that's how it is right now. That's how it is like, right now. Generally speaking. Good. Although, you know, nowadays advancement in knowledge, women are getting to know that, you know, there's more to life than being subjected to kitchen or household mm -hmm. chores and all that. But you see, dominantly, this is the idea. Mm -hmm. And you see, a mistake we've made all the all along is that we thinking this is African culture, mm. but this is this is and was never African culture. Mm. You see, because in the original or authentic African culture, the woman is at the helm of authority. In every society where we were being, you know, led by the kings and all that, we have someone called the queen mother. And the queen mother is, you know, the boss of all. Mm -hmm. You see, and in the typical African culture, the woman is seen to be like the supreme being who is God. Mm -hmm. Because God, we say, is the giver of life. Mm -hmm. And on earth, the woman is the bearer of life. Mm -hmm. So you dare not disrespect a woman in African culture. Yes. <laughs> so that is why the other day I told you of the record that if we get to realize the true African culture, Feminism in Africa wouldn't have taken the shape in which it is now. Mm. Because, take this for example, in 1872, mm -hmm. Susan, B. Jo uh, Susan B. Anthony in America, mm -hmm. a woman, mm -hmm. she was arrested for voting in a presidential election in 1872 in America. So, at that time, it should show you that the West had a society in which women were seen as inferior. So, so when they come to Africa now, they have they, to create an environment in which they will be able to operate. Mm. So they now create this their male dominant society in Africa. Mm. So now what happens? When they get our people, our men are sent to the farms, our women are kept in prisons. In the evening, one officer just comes up, lines about 10 women, takes about two of them, goes to have sex with them, you get pregnant, they take you to his quarters, you go and give birth, you feed the baby, you do the domestic chores and all, you see. And this went on for a very long time. So for the past generations, we've grown up, we've grown up um, having this projection of, you know, gender roles. So that is why initially when education started back in Africa, the men were those who were going to school. The women were not going to school that much. It was mm -hmm. only the men because then you see, because of this male dominance society yeah. which has been created. Taking Susan, um, Susan B. Anthony's example, example. Yeah. feminism in such a society is going to be an activism with theory, I mean, coming with full force because yeah. it's like they have to fight for, they have to fight to get something, you see. But in the authentic African society, a young girl growing up knowing that there is someone called a queen mother, doesn't have to fight her way through because the society projects to make her know that her place is beyond getting married, giving birth. 
you know she knows she can also be a leader in society mm -hmm. you see but because this concept is now rubbed off yeah the western exactly that is why when immediately we finish university the people are thinking that's why you are talking about the marriage, marriage exactly the you yeah. see it's really it's like you know you don't really feel the pressure but it's there because it you see our women have been made to think that your highest achievement as a woman is getting marriage, marriage hey. having children so hmm. a woman can become the ceo of the best company in africa then they will ask her where is your husband where is where are your children and so a very prominent um, journalist gets married in Ghana to a chief and then she's a feminist, you know. But you see, these are really the good feminists, you see. People come rushing at her that, hey, feminist, why are you married? Feminist and you are, you are kneeling in front of your husband. Which kind of feminist is this? So you see, the feminism in Africa has, you know, taken a course which resembles the one that happened in the west mm -hmm. but you see the context in which these ideologies were developed in the mm -hmm. west it's different yeah. in africa that's why in africa many men don't support the idea of feminism mm -hmm. because unfortunately the loudest feminists are the ones propagating the wrong message making it looks like feminism means men should be cut off you don't need a man to succeed in life you don't need a man to do this you don't mm -hmm. need a man to do that but you mm -hmm. see we need each other because mm. that has been our african culture all along mm. you see we need each other so until we get to really understand the culture and what is demanded of us in terms of these gender rules mm. you know we will always think on paper that we have a solution but in reality mm. it's it will never work yeah, yeah. and i think you told us so many things about this and it has moved to feminism which is really not the topic for today i think maybe in another episode we might really break down feminism and you know which way forward and all of that because i kind of also feel the way you feel about feminism as and how you know on the one hand feminism is equality right but then in perpetrating feminism it kind of waters down the the role the men have, have to play Innate. so <laughs> literally you find them saying feminists are angry women who don't want to get married or who have no husband mm. so the conversation about <laughs> feminism is, is really <laughs> we, we, would, we would definitely have that so lydia how do you feel about what jacob has said <laughs> let's not move to feminism but gender rules let's go back <laughs> to, to gender rules and how does it affect you i mean he gave the history which is very good mm. but i think now in our current society it's it has not changed so much like um we know that the woman is kind of even the one taking care of the kids mm -hmm. like it's very upset because it takes two to bring a child mm -hmm. like to this earth but it's like when when you wake up you have to bath the child mm -hmm. you have to do this i see the man can't bat the child we like we both produce this human being like but it doesn't even click for the men to even or bat the child like mm -hmm. it's like it's a woman's duty mm -hmm. which I, I i don't agree with that i think so i think the roles are they are still we are actually trying to um um change the narrative yes incorporate equality in our home so mm -hmm. If I'm washing the dishes, he can also wash, not because one is superior than the, the other. other. 
because we all can do it yeah so and we want our children to also learn that this one is not superior yes you have to respect the man because i mean if you're a christian which i am you know that the man is the head of the family so definitely you have to respect the man but respecting the man doesn't mean you should diminish the other person Mm-hmm. The other, like the other person's role and other thing, yeah. I can still respect you mm-hmm. and still know that I'm important in the house. Mm-hmm. Yes. So basically, yeah, it's still kind of the same, but it, yeah. I think it. I mean, now the society is changing, mm-hmm. so individual you can agree. Exactly. But if we are to do what our forefathers did, it's like going back. Yes. Yes. The... Exactly. And let me add this. That's also a, a major problem we have. When it comes to development in Africa, because we think you let's assume this um, gender stereotyping and all is mm-hmm. African culture. Mm-hmm. Let's let's assume. Fine. You see, this is something which came about you know several years ago. There are conditions of living and everything different, mm-hmm. but we now live in an era where the woman is doing everything the man is also doing. If the man is working a nine to five job, the woman is also working a nine to five job. But you see, here is the case. Sometimes the women are even doing more than the husband, mm-hmm. and the husband still f- feels the woman has to do this. Mm-hmm. So if the husband is to come back from work at five pm, mm-hmm. in some places the person will wait till about ten pm when the woman comes home to come and prepare food. You see, so mm-hmm. I think you see. Is it enough to make somebody to sigh deeply? <laughs> I didn't just sigh you. I, I, I sigh deeply. You know, so um I mean we 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 find it hard, you know, to comprehend that this is African culture, but the context in which it was brought about is past. Yeah. And so we must now find solutions to the Current contemporary reality. Reality, you know, yeah. but African culture, so we should live with it. Even thousand years, we should live mm. with it. You know, I mean, things change, and yeah. it has to change to see the society mm-hmm. and the people now. Yeah, and I'm happy that you know, Lydia said something about how both of you are having that conversation and partnership to understand that you're both in the house and you can split the roles. And I think that's what families can do now to start having the conversation with their partners to say, you know, what we are both working we are both doing this we can split the task and all just having an understanding and you know conversations about what we can support each other to do because really it's a it's a partnership you know yes a man is the head of the home by by christian standards but even as the man is the head of the home there are still some things he's supposed to do he should love his wife and love is in action he's in doing things mm-hmm. can i get an amen amen, amen. <laughs> all right so, um, maybe one thing that is considered disrespectful in Ghana. Oh, one. Mm, just one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for, for Using your left hand to take something from an elder. Using ah. your left hand. Oh, please, dare not. <laughs> yeah, now that you mentioned it, I think so. so yes. Yeah, in, in my culture, too. It's disrespectful. Very. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even thought about that. Yeah. Jacob, do you have any other one? Um... But what if you're left-handed? Oh, use your right. <laughs> you see, so there, use there, your there, right. This is, this is what I did talk about. You see, this thing came about because in the earlier times, um, I mean, even as at now in the world, 
most people are right-handed mm-hmm. you see so in those times they used to see a lot of people right-handed mm-hmm. so if they see you to be left-handed it is being taught like maybe it's a deficiency or something so they should correct it yeah so it, actually exactly they used to flog you see pe- good but you see now now knowledge makes us understand that people are naturally born that way mm-hmm. and you see our system is connected and when children are being forced this way they sometimes lose certain abilities yeah, and because of the brain they, is the brain e- e- is exactly the brain, the brain reaction to the hand you see i'm not a um, neuroscientist <laughs> but i know that it has to do with the brain so if you are trying to correct the hand are you gonna correct the brain exactly so um, i think what we should understand as the people is that our forefathers did great but the kind of knowledge they had back then cannot compare to what we have now mm. because i mean about 2000 years ago if you had told someone there will be um, a self-driving car they would have told you you are mad mm-hmm. but today it is possible yeah people are even going to space and all As in so you see knowledge, <laughs> knowledge has advanced so it's about time we take a look at you know some mm. of these things being portrayed as this african culture and we need mm-hmm. to go by it and you know Try and change the narrative because culture is very integral to the development of every society. Yeah. And once your culture holds you back, you will stay back. Mm-hmm. Because if you cannot get the basic stuff right, mm-hmm. politics, societal stuff, everything goes wrong. Mm-hmm. You see, because in Ghana, for example, there's also this notion that the elder is always right. Mm-hmm. So. True exactly and because of this you know our leaders do stupid things and they expect everyone to keep quiet Dude, because the elder is always, always right. right so you oh, see these are gosh. some of the things we need to visit and change if mm. we are really to get to where we want to see ourselves yeah people when did i have conversations <laughs> with you i don't know there's this thing that you bring from inside of me this anger this holy anger yeah, <laughs> to make know, things work it goes deep when you're not yeah. ready for a conversation you just take you yeah. yeah. take you from zero to 200 mm-hmm. in because a minute that, that's that's what we yeah. need you, you see we we need the education we need to really be able to pinpoint where exactly the problem is in africa because mm-hmm. we have a lot of potential same person who will not succeed in Africa, send the person to you, the person will succeed. So what's the problem? It's not with the person, it's, it's with the, the environment, the system. Yeah. So <laughs> another mm. time, another time. Yeah, another time. Yeah. So what are you most proud of as a Ghanaian? Well, I think um for me, I'm proud of um the role Ghana has played in in our constant effort to realize the need for African unity. Mm. Because, um, you know, starting from someone like Kwame Nkrumah, who has been a pioneer of the message, you know, um, although he's been a prominent person throughout Africa, you see people from Ghana, we feel, you know, a, a very direct connection to mm-hmm. him. And so for those of us who are really interested in, you know, affairs like this, Mm-hmm. You know, it really makes us proud that if we had someone like Kwame Nkrumah to embark on this journey, then it means it's possible for Africa to get Reunited. somewhere. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Right. Um, Lydia is still thinking, <laughs> but why? I mean, I had so many things to be proud of. 
want to um oh so many so many things like hmm. <laughs> i mean just being a ghanaian i feel very proud mm-hmm. yes i actually well, the first time i traveled to germany and oh i introduced myself as a ghanaian come and see everyone like oh you're a ghanaian i'm like yeah i didn't know it was like a hot cake or something like mm-hmm. everyone was all about me and i was like oh like where exactly and like he mentioned uh, of the football and we were mentioning some footballers name which i didn't even know but i was just receiving all the praise and all uh-huh. like yes yeah, so i mean oh kofi annan he was the un general secretary mm-hmm. and all that it makes me proud but now i'm thinking about so many things that is happening back home i get so angry, angry. like don't worry yeah. let's not go there <laughs> let's not go there thank you very much <laughs> all right um so maybe to wrap it up can you describe your, your flag your ghanaian flag for me okay Lydia, describe the ghanaian flag our ghanaian flag is made up of four colors mm-hmm. red gold not yellow gold <laughs> green and black Mm-hmm. So the red is the blood of our forefathers okay. that was shed on our land, shed to gain independence. Mm-hmm. And the gold is our rich minerals. Mm-hmm. You know, Ghana was first called the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. It is the second largest producer of gold wow. in Africa. Mm-hmm. So yes, um, that's the gold. And the green is our meditation mm. and all that and the black stands for the hope of Africa mm. so yes basically what a way to end it <laughs> <laughs> we have hope yes yes yeah, so no matter see, what I really enjoyed this what do you guys think did you like it I actually <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much Jacob and Lydia for joining me Lydia I asked Lydia in the very last minute so I'm so happy and grateful that she agreed to this and thank you everyone for listening and i will catch you in my next episode and we will go to another country take a guess but hold on to it until next time don't forget to toast to knowledge because what you know is never enough okay all right